guys, this is your girl Rusty Moy. I know a lot of you guys listen to the channel. And so the holidays are coming, and I'm just getting ready for something new, something exciting. That might be, that's not worry about new and exciting. That's worry about being debt free. That's not use the holiday season for a season to get back into debt and go into 2024 with debt. Let me show you ways to be debt-free and only buy what you have in your bank account and not credit, not loans, and keep you stress-free and far away from this credit card. So if that's you and you want to tune into the channel and be a part of something great and learn how to be debt-free and only buy and purchase things that you actually need and know your needs from your I thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, guys. I said to you guys earlier on that we're going to have discussions about with the holidays and how sometimes, you know, we overspend, we use our credit cards, we go above and beyond. And then next year, we fall with all these problems with debt and trying to get ourselves clear and back to one. Listen, been there, done that, and now I'm here to speak on that issue and give you nine moves to help you pay off credit card debt. But we're going to speak on credit card debt and how to pay it off. But most importantly, we don't want to have this debt hanging over our heads, just coming into a brand new year because we overspent and we didn't know how to use our credit cards. So number one, guys, right off the, right off the gate, stop using your credit cards, right? I know a lot of us use our credit cards at the supermarket. At the gas station, you know, we're going to get our nails done, go get our lashes. We go get the kids haircut. We're using it for tuition. You are using your credit card more than you're using cash. Using cash or your debit card is only what you have on hand. Once you're going to your credit cards, guys, if you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten credit cards, they will be maxed out. And now we know the interest rate is very, very high right now. So you will be working for the credit cards come 2024. You don't have to worry about using cash because cash will not stay in your wallet. And I will have episodes on how to keep cash in our wallets. A lot of times we can't keep cash in our wallets because we go on a, a surge of things that we desire and desire and desire. And we're not understanding if you're not bringing it in and you're taking it out and you're spending and you're not bringing that revenue in, it's just going to keep going. You're going to keep chasing and keep staying in debt. Now, Credit cards relentlessly market and so easy to use. It gives you the flexibility. You got 60 days, 60, um, 60 months maybe or 30 months. Do you figure to break down those payments and you're giving 30, 30, 30, just the minimum. And you think you're doing amazing because you don't understand there's hidden obligations that you didn't read. Now, have a way of worming the way into your wallet. The average American consumer is 3.8% in credit cards, right? Experion, right? Which is the one of the credit bureaus. And the plastic tends to accumulate over time, right? More younger Americans have fewer than two credit cards. But in my recent research, Experion found while those close to retirement age have nearly five. Because you know why? You had a time in your life that you feel like you can splurge and you can buy whatever you want. You can do what you want because you're at that retirement age and you're going to spend, spend, spend. And you're going to be the number one consumer that they're looking for. The people that's in their retirement age. It doesn't seem like they're spending the most these days, but they are. And I will explain how and why and all of that. To climb out of a hole, 
you have to stop digging the hole, guys. We keep digging and then fall back into the hole. If you stop using it, pay it off and stop being tempted by ads, people, things you see, things you think you want, and you just keep digging the hole for yourself. Switch to paying bills and other expenses with cash or a debit card rather than charging them. Okay, and this all, guys, takes discipline. This doesn't happen overnight. You will be going into the store and you'll be training your mind to take your credit card. But when you are training your mind to leave it at home, it's a whole different beast. Because when you go out, you're leaving every card at home because you know that you don't need it. You're not addicted to the credit card. The credit card becomes addicted to you because you have control and the card doesn't have control over you. Every time you see something, you don't desire it. And you have a mindset as, what about later in life, right? And it takes time discipline and being responsible to understand these things or to go through a situation where you have no credit, no collateral and no respect because just in that category, because if you have no credit, no collateral, people aren't going to respect you and they're not going to deal with you and you're not going to be able to have yourself in a network, meaning your credit is your everything. Okay. That's what you have. That's what you should guard with your life. That's all you really have because without that, you cannot make any decisions to do anything right you can't even you know have a, a home or a place to stay because of credit now you won't even buy the be able to obtain employment because they do a credit check yes i'm saying that lively now on the platform a lot of companies and 99 percent in my recent research do a credit report on you because they feel that you're a risk because you have bad credit poor credit no credit. If you have no credit, it's like having poor credit and that you are a risk factor to the company because you have no credit established or it's poor and they don't want to take a risk because you're a risk factor. Okay. So that's get our credit cleared up between now and mist of 24 because it's very important. Okay. This will allow you to understand and determine exactly how you can owe on every credit card and the interest rate. You're paying on each outstanding balance, right? People are often surprised at how much debt they have in total. Even if it's a student loan, a lot of people don't calculate exactly how much debt they have. You know why? Because as I go into part two, making a budget. Most Americans don't have a budget. So they spend, they splurge, they get this, they do that, because they don't live by a budget. They don't know what a budget is. They never seen a budget, never heard of it. And it doesn't exist in their membrane because they're saying, I could do whatever I want and I don't need a budget. No, you can spend every, everything you have and then long-term pay for it, right? Pay in the long run, right? So making a budget to keep from reaching for your plastic, review your monthly income and your costs. Know what you're spending each month and stand behind it. This way, you know you have enough money in your account to handle this move, to pay this bill, this expense in real time, and it will help you spot places to cut back. Right. Let's say you're a coffee drinker and you buy coffee every single day, three times a day. Count that up times 365 days of the year and see if you was to cut back what you'd be saving. If you're a person that is splurging, let's say you get your your hair, your nails, your makeup application. I'm going to say 10, 15 times in one month. I know I'm exaggerating. A lot of us don't. We may get our hair done four times in one month. If you can snap that back to once per month, you are saving and then you can put whatever you are not spending literally in a safe place where you can see the development and the growth in your child's future. It could be your your expenses of your hair, nails, makeup, and all that stuff to put that in an educational fund. And that can help your child for getting them in a better elementary school, better middle school, better high school, better college, right? Or it could be your, your health and wellness. Savings, you have an unexpected surgery. And you put that in there, your coffee money, your hair money, your nails money, your eyelash money. If you was to have a surgery, you would have enough to balance yourself for two years. Everything adds up. You have to have an emergency fund. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a budget. You have to be connected and understand what you're doing long term. Right. A lot of us go out there and we jump out and we make decisions and we can't even cover what we're doing. If you're to buy a car, you should be able to have funds, not only for AAA, you got to pay AAA every, every uh, it's annually, right? But you got to pay your car insurance, right? But if you have a problem, an unexpected problem, you just get another car. It can be used, new, pre-owned, whatever. You wouldn't have enough in the bucket 
just in case if you have an out-of-pocket expense that your insurance company doesn't cover, if you have an accident or a breakdown or something like that, that needs to be fixed by a local mechanic. So you want to be able to go right into that, but in that, in that, in that bucket, grab that out of there and be ready to pay for the expense for your mechanic. Anything can happen, right? You can have a glass and replace in, in your car, a busted window, busted rear view mirror. You should be able to go right to the bucket, take that, get your person to fix that. Boom, you're done because you have allowed yourself in the position to take care of it. That should not go to a credit card because if something happens to your vehicle or your home, that's not an emergency. That's called being prepared fund. And we will have a discussion about being prepared for the unexpected. People think of their toilet breaks as an emergency. No, that's the emergency fund for your home. That's be prepared and be responsible fund. Not go out and buy a brand new pair of shoes type fund. It's a difference. You got shoes, you got handbags, you got lashes. You don't need to build up more of what you already have. We can build it in a different direction. Okay, ladies, a lot of us, women, we're the number one consumers. Women, you're going out buying thigh-high boots. And you know that you need a living room set for six months. You know your your um you need you need blinds and shades and bed pillows and blankets and you need uh, maybe bunk beds for the kids. And you go out and you spend five six hundred dollars on a new shopping spree for clothing for fall, spring, and summer when you know the kids need bunk beds. So if you know your priorities, bunk beds, you put that in the bucket for bunk beds to reorganize a room. So you have a bucket list for organizing, a bucket list for emergencies fund, a bucket list of repairs for the house, a bucket list repairs for your car, because you know this may happen. One more thing before I go into commercial break, guys. It gets real here. You have a person that you're taking care of, a, a younger person, a mature person, an older person, a senior citizen, mom, dad, grandma, whomever, child or an adult. And you know that things can get rough because when you're taking care of people, they may need a little bit more care. They may have an unexpected medical expense. They may have a situation where their insurance does not verify a prescription drug. You should be able to go in your health and wellness fund, grab that out of there and give them that if they need that. If they had a surgery and they were down for six months, you may be the person that's responsible to take care of the expenses at your mother's house, your grandpa's house your father's house, whatever it may be, someone is an elderly and adult that you are responsible for. So you should be able to, if they had to have a surgery or they were down or they were out or whatever was going on in their life, where they were not financially able to pay for the expenses, you should be able to step up and say, you know what? I can take care of this for a whole year until you get back on solid ground. You have to be prepared in these days and times for the unexpected because anything can happen. And as that person and that overseer, you will be responsible for the unexpected. So when it's hit and it's slammed in front of your face, you're not going to be fragile or upset. You may be upset, but you won't be fragile financially. Or you can say, okay, well, let me go take care of it then. You will know how to handle the unexpected, okay? But this, guys, do take training, and it takes time of falling on your face. For It may take you 25 seasons of being unprepared, not knowing what to do, not being prepared for your finances, being broke, busted, and disgusted to figure out life and how you need to be prepared for the unexpected. Because a lot of us go through all these trials and, and these clouds and these dark days, and we never come together to say, I don't need this anymore. I need that. So you have to be able to negotiate what you actually need and how you can do it and prepare for the unexpected. All right, guys. With a short commercial break, I will come right back in speaking on the requests and interest rate reduction because a lot of us don't know anything about it and you have been asking me questions and I want to dive in and talk in a little bit about the interest rate reduction because we buy things near the end of the year because it's a big blowout, Black Friday discount, is this, is that, but we never look at the fine print of the interest rate and that's what we are consumed of, the interest rate. Give away, and I want you guys to take advantage. Told me I, check your change. Told me you did. 
for um, being excited about this episode as much as I am, and I love you guys as well, because this is a meaningful episode, just bringing awareness to all guys if you just tuned in i am grateful that you guys are listening in being a part of this amazing hour of power because that's what it is an hour of power now if you just tuned in episode 101 with your girl rusty boy nine moves to help you pay off your credit card debt listen all of us been there or we either there or our kids are there and we want to figure out the ways to stay out of the ditch on solid ground and to stay on solid ground going into 2024 with a bang. Now, requesting an interest rate reduction, guys, I want to dive right in, no further ado. Call each of your credit card issuers, right? And ask for a lower APR. I beg you to do this. With a debt reduction service, a nonprofit debt counseling agency, right? For most people who request a more favorable interest rate, will get one. But you have to take the initiative to ask your credit card company to issue you a lower APR because the APR is the credit rate. Okay, your interest rate. I'm sorry. Seven in 10 cardholders in 2022 received a seven percentage point reduction. Okay, on the average. So, for example, reducing the TK percent APR to TK percent. That change along could shorten your repayment time frame and interest burden, saving you thousands. It takes time. It takes mistakes. It takes you to go through a dark situation in your life to realize that your credit is valuable and you have to value it when you can. But credit card companies will not tell you that you can call them and ask for a lower APR. They will not tell you that because the longer you have a higher APR, the longer you will owe the banks. And the longer you can owe them, the lower, longer your consumer, the longer you can drag it out, the longer your credit score will not go higher. Ladies and gentlemen, you can pay off your credit card within a few months, of maybe a few weeks for some of us. But being as though we're still in an inflation, I would say two months, two billing cycles. And the reason why you pay it off, you can maybe put, put I don't know, say that you go up to 700 I'm just going to say on the low end. Some of us go up to two grand, but you go up to 700 and pay it off. That raises your credit score, right? The three credit barrels will see that. And then that raises your score. A lot of individuals that are a little bit better off on the financial rim will, you know, make all these purchases, get it up between seven to a thousand dollars, right? And they will wait within two months and pay it off. And that will give them at least five to six points on their credit score, especially for people that really, really want to make a big purchase. Like my first time home buyers that are listening to the channel. This is a great way to raise that score up and to get a better um, interest rate on your mortgage, your first time mortgage. But most importantly, you wanna be a part of the union if you're going to buy your home for the first time because the unions have the lowest interest rate, which we all know, but maybe if you don't know it, maybe contact your local union because of the simple fact of your interest rate. If you're going to buy your car, first car, second car, third car, please, please, please join a union. If you want to have a credit card, if you get it through the union, the interest rate is extremely lower than any other bank. A lot of times when you go to buy a car, they will not even let you know what banks they utilize. Okay. So anytime you're going to buy a car or home, ask them what bank are they connected with. And say that you can maybe reach out to your local bank that you're working with to try to work with them versus their banks. They will suggest their banks because the APR will be higher. If you suggest your bank, your union, your APR will be lower. Because most importantly, if it's your bank, you already have a relationship with them. Okay. If it's um, a non-union bank, you have a relationship. If there's a union bank, you have a relationship. So you want to try to get in any big purchase a lower APR. 
Okay, guys? So, your odds of scoring a discount approve if you've been a card user for a few years, pay on time, and have a good credit score. I cannot even imagine sometimes paying that credit card if it's due on the 10th and you're paying them on the 31st of the month. It's late. So that shows that you're not consistent, you're inaccurate, and you don't pay on time. Paying on time shows long gravity and also that you are a, a person that they want to give more to. So they'll give you more le leverage because they know that you pay on time and you're accountable. So accountability is everything when it comes to your credit. But you can also try asking your issuer to match a better rate. They may be advertising to a new user or that a competitor card that you qualify for. Okay, guys, because they are people that want to compete. Like if a person calls me up and say, hey, I got this amazing card with Capital One. Great. But my and I say, well, great. What is your APR? And they say, excuse me, what is your APR? And say, well, you know what? One of your competitors wants to give me mm, 2.7. You think you can match that? And they say, well, holidays are approaching. Is that a yay or a nay? You always want to ask about the APR. A call, an email, an offer. Never jump on the offer because it looks good. Because we already know everything looks good isn't good. And you jump on the first thing and then you see, oh my God, now I have a higher APR and what am I going to do? And then you're stuck the whole year trying to pay it off. Okay, and you don't want to be consumed to one thing when you have other burdens coming in. You have family, you have children, you have to go to work, you have other like a car payment, you got to pay your mortgage, and then you have a credit card. You have so many things to balance and not enough time or resources. Okay, also, number four, I want to say pay more than the minimum. A lot of us always pay the minimum because we don't have enough and it's just not enough. And we're in inflation, so we're just going to give them that $30, that $25, that $42, whatever the minimum is due. I would say, guys, pay more than the minimum, right? Your credit card company requires you to pay a fraction, guys, of your outstanding balance every month. But you should look at the sum as the smallest contribution you can possibly make. Bump up the amount, guys, that you can pay every month beyond that minimum. You'll reach your zero balance goal faster, guys, than you can even imagine. I know a lot of us say, Russ, that's not realistic in my lifestyle. I got a lot going on. But you want to stay out of debt long as you can. Because we want to plan for the educational foundation for our family, which is our children. Or maybe you're raising someone else's child or grandchild. And some people I meet with say with me, they say, you know what, Rusty? I can't even think about education resources because I'm like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in debt. And I can't even think about doing anything next year. But this is the way to stay debt free, okay? Or lower your debt. Because we don't want to go into a brand new year if we can with all these hangups from 23, 22, 21, when we can break the chain today or learn how to break the chain, right? So, for instance, if you owe $10,000 on a credit card with an interest rate of 21%, listen to me, guys, the average APR and make a monthly minimum payment of 300, okay? It would take you more than four years and if it was 5140 in interest charges to pay it off. I reiterate. Let me, let me, let me bring it back in, guys, because I speak a little fast. So let me bring it right back in. For instance, if you owe $10,000 on a credit card with an interest rate of 21%, the average APR to make a monthly minimum payment of 300, it would take you more than four years and... 5140 in interest charges to pay it off. That's, that's, that's the T. But upping that monthly repayment by 50 will get you out of debt 11 months sooner and save you $1,156 in interest. Assuming you stop using that card. I'm assuming you're not going to keep using it. But if you follow that method, you will be in a better predicament. 23, 24, 25, 26, whatever year you decide to do so, you will be in a better predicament. You have to think long-term. I know a lot of us is going through a rough patch, but we have to see how to break that barrier down. Number five, guys, try the snowball or avalanche method. And what I mean by that is, if you have debt across multiple credit cards, eliminating one balance at a time can help you stay motivated, right? There are two common approaches to the snowball method and the avalanche method. Both require that you contribute extra cash 
towards one particular card balance while making the minimum monthly payment across all the others. Where they're different is which debt takes priority, right? So which one would it be? Example, using the snowball, snowball method, guys, you can concentrate your extra payments on the credit card with the lowest balance first. That's the first thing we can do. Then when the debt is clear, you'll add the total payment to the minimum on the card with the second lowest balance. And then the third thing we're going to do is until you no longer owe anything. The logic behind this approach, guys, is small early wins build momentum, boost confidence, and encourage people to stick with sometimes lengthy process of debt reduction. Okay, that's the snowball method. If you're more concerned about your credit scores and paying off smaller balances, it's the better move because scoring models penalize you for having more credit cards with balances. And that's because of the file score for Equifax. Okay, it will penalize you. But I want to speak on the avalanche method. It's usually the smarter move from a financial perspective. It reduces your interest costs faster. With this strategy, you will tackle the credit card with the highest interest rate first. Once you paid off your closest debt, you'll then work on paying down the credit card charges and the second highest APR, continuing this pattern until you're debt free across all credit cards. Okay, so of course, you don't have to stick to one or the other throughout the duration of your debt repayment, but it advocates a hybrid option. And that's what we want to do. The blizzard method, which involves paying off the smallest balance first for that initial rush of success before moving into with the card with the highest interest rate. Okay, because sometimes we just don't know how to tackle it when we have 10 credit cards because some people have 10 to 25 credit cards and they don't know. They don't want to go to bankruptcy. They don't want to consolidate. But that's a smart way to use the snowball method and the avalanche method if you have enough resources to break down your credit card debt, you know, juggling them backs and forwards to try to pay all the credit cards, okay? When it's more than 10. Number six, apply for a balance transfer for your credit card. And I know you guys are gonna say, what, Rusty? What, what do you, why, why would I do that? And I'm gonna tell you why you would do that. Many credit cards issue will allow you to move your outstanding balance from one or more of your existing cards into a new one and finance a debt for zero interest rate for the limited time. But guys, in my recent research, typically between 12 and 21 months, this temporary break gives you a chance to pay off your balance without new interest charges pushing you deeper into debt. This is the best way, guys, to get out of debt if you still have a good credit score. So you want to use this, the 12 to 21, 21 months strategy. And this is for folks that have more than one card because you're transferring a balance. So guys, if you got one credit card, don't say to me, hey, what you say, Rusty? No, this doesn't apply to you. If you got one card, then you just knock down your balance on the one card. You don't have anything to transfer it to, okay? Credit card companies usually require that you move the debt within a set period like 60 days and they charge a fee to complete the balance free because it's a fee, they don't do it for free and commonly between 3% to 5% to move that amount. To qualify for a top balance transfer to your card, you'll need a strong credit score, guys. So I'm thinking anywhere between 670 and higher in my recent research. So if you're at four or five, you can forget it. They only will look at you if you're 670 and up. And you'll want to be able to pay off the debt fully before 0% intro rate ends as these cards can come with a regular APR as high as 30%, potentially leaving you with a larger interest expense than before you switched. So it's a lot of twists and turns and doing a applied balance transfer to another credit card, okay? But the biggest danger when using a balance transfer card comes from the temptation to spend again. A lot of us do the transfer and then we get right back into the spending mode. But many of the options with the longest 0% APR also come with the similar generous rates for new purchases and moving the debt frees up the credit limit on your prior cards as well. 
running up large balances again on the pre-existing cards, and then you're in debt twice over, right? You, you back at it again. You're not freeing yourself because you feel like you're freed up a little bit and you transferred it off that card so you can go out and buy more stuff and then get yourself back in debt. So be very careful with that. Number seven, consider a credit card debt consolidation loan. Now, there's a lot of things into this, but I'm going to show you how this works. For those with a lower credit score who do not qualify for a best um, balance transfer card or whose total debt exceeds the credit limit, you'll get a card. There's a couple ways to consolidate debt into a single payment and nab a lower interest rate. And I'm going to explain how to do so. Debt consolidation loans are a type of personal loan tailored made for this problem. Okay, you can borrow a sum of money, equal out your total outstanding debt and use it to pay off your credit card. Right. So when this loan, you can usually consolidate a larger amount of debt in one place and you can, um, you know, do this with a balance transfer card. Interest rates are usually fixed and potentially lower guys than what a credit card would charge you. So you want to pay the fixed monthly amount, spread it between two to seven years, make it easier to budget it, and then you can improve your credit score. The amount you owe and the portion of your available credit you're actually using makes up 30% of your FISO score. So if you eliminate the debt on your multiple credit cards with installment loans, you can utilize dropping like a stone. Okay, so having a strong credit score and a longer repayment time will help you nab the most favorable terms on a debt consolidation loan. Okay, so it all goes back to credit score once again. So for instance, with Credit scores at 720 or higher could find APR as low as 5%, but the average rate, according to recent online quotes, sits to about 14%. Borrowers with poor credit of 630 or below could end up paying rates at 20%. I mean, that's just, it's more, <coughs> excuse me, because your credit is poor. If you offered a lower interest rate, check the fine print to make sure it's a teaser rate that will last shortly while before jumping out. And advise this through like the Consumer Protection Bureau, okay? Lenders will also commonly charge an originational fee between 0 to 5% of the borrowed sum. Additionally, some lenders will also tack on a prepaid penalty. So if you attempt to pay off the loan ahead of schedule, however, with top credit scores, you may be able to find financing options that forego these extra costs. But this all goes down to credit. Everything comes with credit. And then I would say number eight, take out a home equity loan. That's a great way to try to wrap things up. So if you're a homeowner with a sizable equity stake in your home, typically 20% or more, you may have another consolidation option like a home equity loan. Also a second mortgage. Home equity loans typically come with lower interest rates, which we all may know. Some of us don't know it. So you can use your home to get out of debt. You can use your home to can do debt consolidation on your credit cards. And I'm explaining how you can do that. Lower interest rates and debt consolidation loans and credit cards because your home is used as collateral. So anytime a person has a home, they can use that to swim their way out of any drowning circumstance. Okay. Home equity loans have fixed interest rates and repayment terms. So usually between five and 30 years, making it easier to factor in your budget than a credit card payment, okay? So listen closely. Most lenders require you to borrow at least $10,000 and you'll pay closing costs ranging between 1% to 5% of the loan amount. So those with a smaller balance will do better with a debt repayment option, okay? And this is with a lower amount. So if you owe $50,000, this will not work for you. If you owe $100,000, this will not work for you. The other big downside of home equity loans, your house is on the line. So you can do this, but your house will be out on window. Okay, you'll be on a limb. But some people use their home to get out of debt. Miss your loan payments and the lender could begin foreclosure on your home. And even if you don't take timely payments, using equity in your home puts you at risk of owing more than your home is actually worth. So home prices fall, making it harder to sell or refinance in the future. But some people just want to get out of debt. And if you're a homeowner, this is a great way to use home equity loans to get yourself out of the drowning um, flood that you're in, okay? But I have a better way that you don't even have to put your home up. 
work with a nonprofit credit counseling agency. And listen to this T, guys. If you're struggling to make minimum credit card payments required each month or already behind in reaching um, credit counseling or assistance, there's organizations out there like Financial um, Counseling Associates of America, America, National Foundation of Credit Counseling that will review your financial situation, your credit cards, <coughs> excuse me, your student loans, your budget, your repayment plan, and they can help you. This is a free service, a counseling service. And this is not chapter seven, chapter 12, I'm none of that. This is called debt consolidation. This this meeting could last no more than an hour and they'll ask you questions, you'll bring your bills and you can do debt consolidation and not have chapter seven or six or any of that on your credit report. Because some people figure if they do a chapter seven, it's gonna be on the credit report. But what is the difference of having it on your credit report for seven years and then it's maybe still stay on your credit report, but then you have a brand new credit history. I'd rather have that on my credit report and start off fresh than owe everybody and have to hide in the house, can't live a normal life, can't have a bank account, can't get a credit card, can't buy anything, can't do anything because my life is on a standstill because I have not taken the necessary steps to get my life back on track. So let's just get our lives back on track, okay? And I will explain to you Debt consolidation could be a better way than chapter seven. With a debt management plan, you'll be able to make a single monthly payment to the credit card counseling organization, which distributes the money to your creditors. And listen, guys, everyone that's listening to the channel cannot do this because they have so much debt and not enough funding coming in, enough money coming in, and they still have to pay their mortgage and their rent and their credit cards and student loans. A lot of us have student loans. You got to pay them back now. And it's just not enough money in the house coming in to do a debt consolidation. And I understand that. But if you can do debt consolidation over chapter seven, I would definitely say debt consolidating because it will not be on your credit report. But even if it's on your credit report, it will not be on there beyond that seven years. And if it's on there, you had a pass before all of this. And creditors and banks understand that. Long as you're paying forward and you're not going back to your old days. Okay. Credit counseling can help prevent credit card companies from pursuing collection fees or changing your late fees. While on such a plan, may negotiate on behalf for a lower interest rate. Right. Smaller monthly payments on a different repayment schedule. However, they will not work to reduce your total debt owed. It is not going to make it, you know, wash down the drain. Okay. But you typically need to pay up front your setup fee as well as an ongoing monthly fee while on a debt management plan. Each state has different rules on capping how much fees can be generally given. You have an activation fee, a monthly fee range between 35 to 60 plans reducing for five four to five years, okay? So, and this is from the National Foundation of Credit Counseling, okay? Not from Rusty Moy. This is the law. So people dealing with hardship or whose income is below the federal poverty level can qualify for a waived or reduced fee. I reiterate, for people dealing with hardship who have income below the federal poverty line can qualify for a waived or reduced fee. So I did mention 35 to 60, but if you're poverty, you're, you have a low income, you're not working, you can reach out to the National Foundation for Credit Counseling that can help you with waiving the fee, okay? So understand there's people out there that can help you gain control of your life again, okay? Participating in a debt management plan restricts your access to credit, but requiring you to close or stop using credit cards and refraining from applying for new lines of credit. So you won't do this and then go out to Cherry Hill Mall and charge up again. That will not happen. You will consolidate, wait till it clear up, is a process. You will not keep charging credit cards and getting loans while you're trying to consolidate. You're going to consolidate and then learn from it and move on. Okay? I just want to make sure everyone's clear on that. Now, debt relief. Spend a little time on that and then we can Q&A. I know people want to have questions and all that. And that's where it comes to be fun. Debt relief. Don't confuse nonprofit credit counseling with a profit company that seems to promise an easier way out. That's where we get confused. There are numerous debt settlement or debt relief companies that claim they have lower your debt, 
but use such services that could put you in deeper holes and damage your credit forever. So that's why I warn you to reach out to people like the Consumer Protection Bureau to help you make this decision. Don't go with infomercials. Don't follow ads on Instagram and Facebook and say, Rusty Moy said I can get debt free in an hour. That's not what I'm saying. Do it with legitimately agencies that can help you state by state. Many of these businesses charge significant fees and may advise you to stop paying off your bills so creditors will be more willing to negotiate and accept a lower sum. But that's a risky move according to the CFPB card company, right? And often do refuse to work with them, leading to combining late fees and other penalties. So use companies that have credibility, look at their reviews, do the research, don't just, you know, answer the phone, it's Christmas time, and say, yeah, can you consolidate my debt? Okay, my social security number. No. Don't give anyone your social security number over the phone, your address, your kid's information, or anything to try to get your credit A1. Because you didn't have poor credit overnight, and they won't clear it up overnight. So take your time and go through the um, credit bureau, right? The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and do it right to protect yourself. You don't want to just talk to anyone over the phone online and say they're going to help me and give them all your information and they take lump sums of money from you and take your life and turn it into hellfire because you trust it and believe these people was going to help you. It does not work that way. Do it proper. Guys, I thank you so much for listening in. I'm going to open up the phone lines. You're going to dive in and we can make this an interaction rather than me just diving information out there and you guys not having anything else to say. So we definitely going to open up the phone lines in about four minutes. I thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, guys. This is your host of the hour, your friend, your mentor, your favorite children's author, and much, much more, Rusty Moy. Guys, I just, I'm so excited. We're coming right up on the holiday season, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. We're coming up on it. It's in front of us. But no further ado, episode 101 with your girl, Holiday Budgeting. I'm going to give you guys 15 tips to control your spending. Guys, we must talk about it now rather than later because we're just a few weeks away from Christmas and we don't want to be holding the burden of all the spending we've done pre-Christmas. So let's dive right into it. Where to put your holiday savings? Well, the first step to know where to put your cash, especially in a high rate environment. Well, one tried and true method is to set up an automatic transfer from your paycheck into a high yield savings account. This way, you won't forget to save. And if you give yourself enough time, you won't feel the difference. I promise you. Another trick involves taking advantage of when your paycheck hits your bank account. If you get paid every other week, there will be two months a year where you get three paychecks instead of two. Put one of these towards your holiday budget each year which would give you savings effort, a boost without cutting into your monthly budget. So that's one way to do it. If you find yourself having trouble saving up money, you want to spend your savings goal is likely too high and you shouldn't lower your aim. Okay, so set your holiday budget before Christmas. Waiting too long to set your budget could end up costing you in the long run. I'm just saying, guys, have this budget constructed before Christmas gives you leverage. That's what you want. There's never a bad time to start holiday budgeting. But if you start late, try creating boundaries 
and a list of what you'll spend your money on this holiday season. Remember that your holiday budget is more than you're just buying gifts. Okay, so think about everything that accompanies holiday shopping, right? Other holiday related expenses, including holiday travel costs, outdoor and indoor decoration, holiday greeting cards, <coughs> excuse me, postage, gift wrapping supplies, shipping costs, holiday parties, special outfits, professional photos, and much, much more. This is all in your holiday budget. I don't mean just shopping, guys, because there's a lot of ways that we spend during the holiday season. Depends on you're shipping things to family members, are you buying things for folks that are not local? If you're doing decor, it can be very, very expensive, okay? The food, the trimming, all of that. So I would say stick to it. Crafting your budget to meet your needs and setting your expectations can help you keep a level ahead during the holiday, okay? You wanna be very creative this holiday season. Like, do a white elephant gift exchange for adults. Or if you have an unused gift card, use them to buy gifts or take someone out to eat as a gift during the holiday season, rather than diving into your budget. Use what you have to push what you need to push during Christmas. We're just a few weeks away. That's not dig too deep where we have to pay January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August. Half of 24, you're putting all of your tax return plus your paycheck and your savings and your educational fund to pay off your debt when the holiday just came up on you and you just wasn't aware of setting your boundaries. Now let's dive in a little bit more about setting boundaries. You don't need to buy every gift for every person on your list, period. The longer your list is, the more expensive the items may be. The more likely you are to dig a deeper hole in debt. Okay, you're going to pull out your credit card and before you know it, you spend $2,000 on holiday gifts and you don't even know who you're buying for. You might even know the people on your list. You're just impulsive shopping. Okay, most people forget that there's no requirement to spending money during the holidays. Have conversations with your loved ones. Let them know that this holiday is going to be different because you have expectations and things you need to do and you have limitations to which you can and cannot do. Understand Buying holiday for holiday, buy things you need for holiday, not things you want. If you need, let's just say, a washer and dryer, and it happens to be Christmas time, buy a washer and dryer. Just say you need a deep freezer, and we're coming up on Christmas. Try Black Friday deals is worth a, worth a chance. You want to get that big TV that you always wanted. You want to get that stand, that TV. You want to get the new carpet. You want to get you know a new table set, a new couch, whatever, and it happens to be near the end of the year, go for it. There's going to be a lot of bargains becoming now to December to after Christmas to the first of the year. So it happens to be around that time of the year. So use the holiday season for discounts, not a way to spend on your budget. Okay. So buy for the house, like I'm, I'm saying, not individuals. While it's nice to recognize individuals, sometimes it makes more sense to give gifts for the household rather than to each person. Instead of buying gifts for each individual in a family, save money by purchasing a household gift that everyone can enjoy. A coffee pot, everyone can enjoy. A frying pan set, everyone can enjoy. Silverware, everyone can enjoy. Okay, there's things, if it's a table and chair, everyone's going to be sitting there, everyone can enjoy it. A cutting board, everyone can enjoy it. An iron, everyone can enjoy it. A refrigerator, everyone can enjoy it. If it's a car, a lot of people are going to want rides in it, everyone can enjoy it. So use strategy when buying. Each household is different. For some, it could be like giving a gift card for an upcoming movie, right? Or giving a gift card for a restaurant. Everyone don't eat out. So if I'm buying a gift card to Red Lobster for someone and they have never been there that much, that's a nice gift. If I'm buying someone um, concert tickets to a Broadway show and they've never been there before, I'm doing a big doozy. So do things for people that they're probably not normally getting throughout the year. Like if it's a spa, some of us don't go to the spa. Some people don't get a mani and pedicure. So you might want to give them something for the nail salon. That's or a hair salon. Because that's not something they can fit in their budget. And you're giving them a bonus. So bonus people in during the holiday season. It can be fun. Use cash. While you might not reap the rewards from using credit cards this holiday season, you'll save yourself skipping out on interest rates. Period. 
by shopping with cash, you're more likely to pause and think about your purchases. Because you're like, I got this in my hand and nothing else. If I have this on my credit card and I have more, I'm going to keep impulsively buying and buying and swiping and swiping and swiping myself into more debt. Okay? If you still want to use a credit card to get those rewards, do the math before checking out online or heading into a checkout line. Understand before you get there, you're going to do 300 and that's your budget. Don't do 300 and then 600 and then you see another item you want to 1500. Understand you have to live beyond the holiday. Then when the transactions post to you to your account, you can pay it in full and it may work to you or help you in, in your advantages of paying your credit card off. Okay. A lot of us do do that when we have a um, higher interest rates now. Um, we are always to our max. We know, okay, let me pay it off. Pay it off, but don't keep buying after you pay it off. Pay it off, give it a rest, and go back to it. Okay? Don't pay it off and say, you know what? I paid off a thousand. Let me put a thousand back on in three weeks because you're defeating your purpose. Okay? Um, I'm going to take a short commercial break and I'm going to come back discussing buying a group gift for friends. Um, I know we have a lot of friends, a lot of family, and we want to satisfy everyone, but do it reasonably, okay? Do it on a, on a budget, not on a drop of a dime. We just tuned in Rusty Moy. Don't allow this to be your last time. Allow this to be listenership, great vibes, and upcoming recipes and interviews. We're getting near the end of listenership for 2023. And I challenge you to reach out and get back into the episodes earlier in the year and pick your favorite episode. And you will walk away with a gift for 2023 listenership. guys i thank you so much for tuning in i'm your host of the hour if you're new to the channel i am rusty moy and i'm beyond measure and so thankful to be here coming up on thanksgiving giving thanks giving gratitude thankful for the channel thankful for my listenership thankful for an audience of people that believed in me since day one i'm amazed you're amazed and if you're even more amazed join listenership by the end of the year and you will reap the benefits 2024 i promise you now, if you just join into the channel, you're saying, what's going on? What are you talking about, Rusty? I'm having discussions with you guys about holiday budgeting, 15 tips, great ideas to control your spending. Guys, you know I'm on it. I want you guys to not dive into using that credit card, getting into debt. Next thing you know, your credit is screwed up. Your credit score goes down just because you had impulsive shopping habits and you could not free yourself. Okay, now, if you just tuned in, just before the break, I said I would talk about, have this discussion, buying a group gift for friends. Now, aside from family, you can give a group gift to your friends. Think of your friends as a whole, a whole and what you like to do together as a whole. This could be seeing a show, going out to eat, your favorite restaurant, or taking a, a staycation together, right? There's no wrong answer here. Because every friend group is different. A lot of us like girl trips. A lot of us like to do these shows on Broadway. You know what your friends like. But try to figure out what works best for your budget and your friends before buying the big gift. And it could be a friend gift. And you could do it as a group. And you can get those group rates and your friends will love you in 2024. Because you're getting them off the couch, getting away from the kids getting away from their job, and they can find something to do together as friends, okay? Give your talents. I can't stress it enough. You don't need to hit the stores and buy physical presents to give meaningful gifts. Chances are you can offer more than you think. And when I say that, I mean it. 
Are you constantly being asked to sing at an event? Maybe you're a singer. And that's right. Do you love to make jewelry? Maybe you do. Maybe you like pastry. Maybe you like to make your old traditional fried chicken, right? Some of you guys can make some Swedish meatballs, lamb chops. Some of you guys tell me about your lemon cakes and pies and um, pineapple upside down cakes and all your muffins and all this stuff. If that's you, instead of buying a gift at the store, make them something. Create something, your talent. Put your talent during this holiday season to work. If you know how to make mugs, create a mug and that'd be a great gift, right? Get the materials and make a mug. If you make hoodies and t-shirts and all that fun stuff, and denim jackets, create something and let that be the gift, okay? Gift them that way. Save money by gifting the things you're good at. And then a lot of times people will request it over and over and over. And that's how you can. A lot of us guys don't believe that we can create a space. We don't feel like our space is big enough or we don't have enough meaningful time in a day. Do If you're trying to create a space, guys, do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Don't bite off more than you can chew, right? If you're trying to open up a store in a brick and mortar, don't try to figure out everything all in one day. You can create some items, work on your business licensing, worry about your other licensing, right? And then find locations as time go on and build it up, okay? We don't create a space overnight. It takes time, dedication, research, hard work, and more, 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 more. Some of us like to do pop-up events. If that's you, do that. Do that during this season. Show your gift, right? Another thing I want to say, I want to add, find the freebies, right? You can get into the holiday spirit without always spending money. Don't be afraid to take advantage of all the free holiday cheers available, right? And there's going to be tons. Black Friday, all the way up to December 23rd. Take advantage of it and don't be afraid. Meals and foods are amazing gifts, right? People love food. If they're a foodie, you know a foodie, buy them food and they'll love you to death. Give them a gift card to ShopRite for a hundred bucks. They'll love you to death, okay? Everyone has to have food on the table, period. The holiday time is usually spent with those you love. So it's natural to include food as a gift. I mean, it's just creative, right? Consider giving food, like preparing meals, baked goods, take friends out to dinner, take them to a party, whatever. If you're hosting or attending parties, a potluck style meal can be obvious, right? Remember that time is also a gift. So sharing time, enjoying food, lovely memories and moments is with this holiday season is all cracked up to be. It's beyond gift giving. Understand that Christmas is about families, memories, love, and passion. Not how much you can spend, how much you can, you know, how much debt you can get into by the end of the year or next year. It's about building those memories, building connections. I tell my kids and I tell people, Thanksgiving is about giving back. Giving back thanks, giving, giving to the needy, you know, giving turkeys, food, you know, giving someone a, a hot meal, putting a hot meal on a table, putting a smile on a family's face, a food covenant. Anything you can during this upcoming week of giving thanks all the way out to the end of the year, do something, donate something to someone and give it to them. Be a part of a coat drive. If you got a million coats in your closet, you can't wear all 30, 350 coats. Give out coats and boots to someone that needs it most, right? You may, you may know people that shelters and toiletries and, you know, um, um, personals for women at, at local shelters. Sow a seed and give that. You know, during the holiday season, I find ways, and not just the holiday season, guys, throughout the whole year, whether it's an orphanage, a shelter, the prison system, some person that needs help or an assistance, I try to sow a seed, right? Even there is there families with, you know, have children that have disabilities and they may ask for a donation of $25 to help that family. That $25 can save someone or given maybe $50 to Africa. And this could be beyond Christmas. This could be in the middle of Easter time or whatever. That can help a family in Africa or Nigeria. Sow a seed. 
Maybe you might want to sow your seed at the ending of the holiday season. Maybe next year. Whenever you feel comfortable, be in the position to give thanks. And I'm telling you, you won't regret it. You won't regret it because you will see your life, your life just coming into nothing but breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Everything in your health might not be perfect. Perfect. Everything in your finances might not be perfect. None of us is perfect. But sowing a seed, giving back, giving thanks, helping someone that needs it most. You will see the difference in your life. Things that you may see that you thought was going to be wrong became to be right. This whole year of 2023, guys, I want to give thanks to you guys because you guys, my audience, has made it possible, right, on this platform. And I want to thank you guys for listenership, connecting with me, rocking with me from the very beginning of me getting my boots laced up. You guys were there for me because it wouldn't be for you guys. I would not still be doing the things that I'm doing. And this whole year of 23 was a year of me testing my ability and just keep testing and pushing myself and pushing and pushing and pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling myself to do more. And I'm so happy that I can go out this ending of these last few weeks in this year and say, I did everything I literally wanted to do, but I still got more to do. But I literally got out there and did And people, you guys know that know me, you know what I got out there and did. And people that know and follow, they understand what I struggled with this year, 2023, getting out there more. And I got out there this year, the second half of the year, I would say from January, when the year first came in, January, February, March was a little scuffle, 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 because getting out there and getting into the network of different things I wanted to do, I just, timing wasn't on my side, but I said, After March, I'm going to just keep pushing, keep putting myself out there. And I did just that. And I'm just so excited about how I could put myself in the network with the people that could show me and help me blossom in the things that I wanted to do. So I'm forever grateful on that. And I'm grateful for all my listeners that said, Rusty, keep going, keep pushing, keep doing it, keep doing it. So thank you. I did keep doing it. But 24, I have something amazing for all you guys, but I won't let you know into January what this next journey will be. And I can only take this journey on because of you guys and all the ideas and thank you cards you guys give me and motivate me to keep going and going and going. But I know probably sometime next year, I may slow it down a little bit because family may need me more now than ever. And that's okay because that's a test to see how strong I am. And anyone knows me and ever work with me, know anything I start, I finish. And I will not leave a task undone. I will never leave a shoelace untied until the work is finished. I will be on the journey until the wheels fall off. Until I say, that's it, time's up. Rusty gave all she can give. And that's when I say, job well done. I will not leave a job unfinished. People know that about me. And last but not least, shop early, guys. I never figure it's too late to shop early, right? It's never too late to get out there and get in those lines. But you guys know me. Early bird gets the worm. I'm not a person that will go out five o'clock in the day and say, I'm going to be a do a doorbuster. No, no, no. That's not my personality. My personality is to get it first. Get it before the chicken, when the chickens are up or before they get up. While they're still making that noise and why I can hear those birds twerking. I love it. And for the sun can come up because that's the time where I feel the most energy of the day. Okay. Everyone is different. Everyone gets up different and do what they need to do. But we're in a city of nonsense. We're in a city of, you know, you never know what you're going to be hit with when you turn the corner or you walk out the door. So we got to be mindful of our surroundings, guys. So I want you to be very mindful, guys, of your your security on your phones, on your laptops. When you're shopping online, make sure you're on secure websites because there are hackers out there. Protect yourselves. Protect your family. And I wish you nothing but the best during the holiday season. And I want you guys to come back and join me on here because I want to know what you had, what was on the table. If you had family that came from out of town all that good stuff, and much, much more. But I know you guys will hear from me before Thanksgiving, and we will chat again after Thanksgiving.
If you're new to listenership with Rusty Moyne and you enjoyed this episode today, don't allow it to be your last time because it gets better every episode and you learn something new, something more inviting, more encouraging, more inspiring. This channel is full of inspiration, love, connection, networking, and most importantly, bringing awareness to issues, everyday issues that we go through and sometimes we get lost in the shuffle but if that's you and you was a little lost in the shuffle 23 don't go into 24 still being lost in the shuffle go into 24 prepared go into 24 with better understanding but most importantly go in equipped with a challenge in front of you and be ready to handle it with excitement, gratitude, dancing at 24 with, you know, a better outlook, dancing at 24 with confidence, dancing to 2024 with the essence of something better, something that you wouldn't normally do in 23. You're going to go into 24 with something new. That's dancing 24 with excitement.